referring to the problem of suffering. Suffering is something that will affect all of us at some point in time in our lives. It's a tough subject to address, and yet it is one that must be discussed. A few weeks ago, I had an opportunity to talk to a brother in Christ, and our conversation ended up talking about the the challenges of suffering. A few weeks ago also, I was talking to one of my neighbors, and we were actually talking about the Old Testament. He wasn't really that familiar with the Old Testament, and so I was trying to share with him some of the promises that God had given to Abraham and trying to share with him the Bible story. In the process of me trying to explain the story of the Bible, he stopped me and he said, what about the problem of suffering? The problem of suffering is a question that a lot of people have. Have you thought about that? Do you ask God questions about maybe why you are going through something or why something has happened to someone that you love? And yet, this is something that we need to talk about. And that's where the challenge can be sometimes because there is so much to unpack as we talk about the problem of suffering. In fact, Nikki and I were talking about suffering this afternoon when we got home. We got onto this conversation and we talked about just a variety of issues with it. Unfortunately, there have been some Christians in the process of time that have lost their faith due to some kind of, of suffering. Some Christians at times can become upset with the Lord because of something that they have experienced or maybe someone close to them. And in the process of time, if not careful, they can begin to doubt in God. There are many people who simply will not believe in God because they look around and they say, well, 1 John 4 and verse 8 says that, that God is love. And so this all-loving God, this powerful God, and yet there's so much suffering that's taking place in the world. Why is that the case? But we know better, right? We know what the Bible teaches us about God. The Bible reminds us, or we know from Genesis chapter 1 and verse number 1, that God exists, that he is real. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. We were reminded this morning that God is described as being loving, his loving kindness as being everlasting from Psalm 106 and verse number 1. We certainly know that God loves us. We all would agree to that according to John chapter 3 and verse 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. And yet at the same time, while we know these passages, while we can quote these verses, we can still struggle with the problem of suffering. Have you had questions to God? Have you asked questions to God? Why am I going through this? What did I do, and why is this happening to me? Back at Dallin Road a number of years ago, uh, we did this series of lessons where we asked the members to talk to people that they knew, people at work, whatever the case may have been, about Bible questions that they wanted answered. And there were 10 questions. We compiled a list, and we talked about uh, the top 10 questions that people have with respect to the Scriptures. And one of the biggest questions that people had was with the topic of suffering. People have questions about suffering. And what does the Bible say with respect to the problem of suffering? Well, tonight I want to look at one component of suffering. There are so many different things that we could discuss when we talk about this topic. But I want to talk for a few minutes tonight about causes of suffering and why we sometimes may suffer. It's often the case that many times, and it can happen very easily, it can happen very quickly, that the first per- person we blame when something happens or when situations occur is who? God. That can be the very first one we turn to. What are you doing, Lord? 
And yet when we turn to the Bible, we can see that the Holy Spirit actually shares with us a variety of reasons as to why sometimes we may suffer. I will also say this, as we look at some of these reasons as to why sometimes we may suffer, you may be a little bit disappointed at the end of the lesson. And that's because there's just so much to think about. And trying to go through the the topic or the challenge of suffering in 30 minutes or 35 minutes, there's a lot to unpack. And we can't address every single element. But I want to share with you some, I I believe, some answers that the Bible gives us. And I want to make sure you guys understand, I don't have all the answers. I don't think any of us have all the answers. God has shared with us some things with respect to suffering. And yet at the end of this, we still may have some other questions. I'm going to put up a list here in just a few minutes and share with you book, chapter, and verse as to why we sometimes may suffer. And yet, even after we get done, you still may have some more questions. But the Bible does help us to see that there are a variety of reasons or causes when it comes to suffering. And so what I want to do for a few minutes, I want to look over in Luke chapter 13. I was talking to Stephen Christie about this a couple of weeks ago at our, our meetup our, uh, our meet group. And we looked at Luke chapter 13, and we're going to begin there. We'll, we'll deviate or move around, not just, uh, we won't stay just in Luke chapter 13. But I've been intrigued with this chapter for a long time because when I read this chapter, there's a couple of questions that, that are asked uh, to Jesus about the problem of suffering. And I think Luke chapter 13 gives us some of the answers as to why we sometimes may suffer in, in this world. I want to be sure that you guys understand that obviously suffering is a big deal. And I'm not going to pretend to know what everyone is going through. I have no idea what everyone is going through. We all have a story. We all have different experiences. And so I'm certainly not going to make light of any situation that an individual may be going through. And yet the Bible does give us, I believe, some answers as, as to some causes behind suffering. Many times we're so quick, or people can be quick to uh, uh, automatically turn to God and get upset with the Lord. And yet in the scriptures we find that there are some other reasons as to why uh, we may suffer. And so I want to look at Luke chapter 13. I want to begin in verse number 1. We find here Jesus where some people came to Jesus. And we're actually going to read the first five verses. We see two reasons with respect to different causes of suffering. In Luke chapter 13 and verse number 1, the Bible says, Now on the same occasion, there were some present who reported to him about the Galileans whose blood Pilate had mixed with their sacrifices. And Jesus said to them, do you suppose that these Galileans were greater sinners than all other Galileans because they suffered this fate? I tell you, no, but unless you repent, you will all likewise perish. Or do you suppose that those 18 on whom the tower in Salaam fell and killed them were worse culprits than all the men who live in Jerusalem? I tell you, no, but unless you repent, you will all likewise perish. Did you pick up on a couple of causes behind suffering? When you go back to Luke chapter 13 and verse number 1, I want you to notice, number 1, one of the causes that we find with respect to, uh, with, with, with respect to suffering is that sometimes suffering may happen as a result of other people. That may not be good to hear, but I believe this is what we find in the Word of God. Again, look in verse number 1. It says, now on the same occasion there were some present who reported to him about the Galileans whose blood Pilate had mixed with their sacrifices. We don't have too much detail concerning this particular event. There were some Galileans who had died while they were offering sacrifices. Pilate killed them. And yet Jesus says these people were not worse sinners, almost anticipating that the people were thinking, okay, did they suffer because 
because of their sins, because they had done something wrong? Was this the result of that? And, and Jesus said, no, they weren't worse sinners than anyone else. It's believed by some that these individuals may have been zealots who were opposed to the Roman rule, and therefore Pilate may have had them murdered, but we're not for sure. We're not given all of those details, but we are given a clue with respect to suffering. That sometimes people may suffer sadly because of other people. Do you agree with that? Because of the choices of other people, sometimes we may suffer. These individuals suffered because of the wicked choice choice that Pilate decided to make. And that's hard to really grasp, and yet that's what we find when we read Luke chapter 13. You think about why some people today are suffering. It's often because of a choice that someone has made. We go back to the book of Genesis, and rightfully so, the foundation for everything else in the scriptures are found in those first few chapters in the book of Genesis. And when we go back and see how God created man, God gave man choice. And while man makes a lot of good choices, sometimes, unfortunately, man can also make a lot of bad choices. And sometimes we can be hurt by the choices of other people. Too many times people have suffered because someone decided to get behind a car drunk and hit them. That person didn't necessarily do anything sinful or wrong, but they were affected because someone made a poor decision because of a choice of another individual. And yet there's some other challenging things when we think about this idea of other people as a cause to why we suffer. Go back to Numbers chapter 14. Remember the story in the book of Numbers and Numbers chapter 14 where God had promised the Israelites that they were going to receive the promised lamb. They had sent out 12 spies. They went out for a span of of 40 days. They came back. Ten of them gave a bad report. Two of them gave a good report. Joshua and Caleb gave a good report. But the ten convinced the the nation of Israel, we can't do this. We're going to be like grasshoppers in the land. We're not going to be able to do this. And God was upset with them. And as a result of that, uh, they would stay in the wilderness for a span of 40 years. Look at verse number 33, though. He said, your son shall be shepherds for 40 years in the wilderness, and they will suffer for your unfaithfulness until your corpses lie in the wilderness. That's kind of hard to grasp, and yet that's what we see, that there are going to be a lot of individuals under the age of 20 who would suffer, who would have to remain in the wilderness for a span of 40 years because of the choices of other individuals. Sometimes suffering may, be, may happen as a result of other people. That's what I want you to see. What about men like Daniel and Ezekiel who were carried away into Babylonian captivity? They weren't worse sinners. They didn't necessarily bring all of that upon themselves, but they suffered because of other people and the choices that they made. So sometimes suffering may be a result. A cause of suffering could be because of the choices of other people. Again, this is not easy necessarily to, to, to hold on to or to really digest, but I believe this is what the Bible helps us to see. So one of the things we can learn from this is that before we're quick to point our finger at the Lord and to blame God, sometimes it could just be that suffering may have arisen or suffering may be happening because of the choices of someone else. But that does bring something to our attention, that we need to be wise with the choices that we make. Because the choices that we make, if not careful, can also have a negative impact upon others as well. Go back to Luke chapter 13. Jesus, or the Holy Spirit in Luke chapter 13, gives us another 
another clue with respect to suffering and another cause of suffering. And Luke chapter 13, remember we read those first five verses here, and there was another scenario. This time Jesus brought up this scenario. We find that another reason or cause behind suffering sometimes can be because of time and chance. It's an interesting scenario, and again, it's fascinating. Did you pick up how Jesus really didn't talk too much about the situations? He, he went quickly through them, and, and he's going to get to a bigger point, but he said, well, what about this? He said, in verse number three, I tell you no, but unless you repent, you will all likewise perish. Or do you suppose that those 18 on whom the tower in Salaam fell and killed them were worse culprits than all the men who live in Jerusalem? So what's going on with this tower? How much do you know about the Tower of Salaam? Good. I don't know that much either, okay? We're not given that many details about this tower. We don't know what happened, but we know that 18 people lost their lives. And Sometimes things happen. Sometimes bad things can happen as a result of time and chance. I don't know if the building was up to code. Was it just an old building? Was there some natural disaster that took place in the midst of this? We're just not given those details. But what we know, Jesus said, listen, they weren't worse sinners than, than other individuals. And I think he's trying to, I think he's showing us a mindset that some people had back then that if something bad happened, it was the result of sin, that you brought this upon yourself. And sometimes we can have that same mentality too. Job's friends, remember in the book of Job, they, they said, Job, clearly we know why you're going through this. You have brought all of this upon yourself because of your sinful choices. And they didn't have all the details. But what we find in Luke chapter 13, verses 3, 4, and 5, is that sometimes suffering may be a result of simply time and chance. We have to allow room for time and chance. Solomon in Ecclesiastes chapter 9 spoke about this idea. And I think this is important for us to hold on to, that, that time and chance happen to all. There will be, unfortunately, some circumstances that will happen. There will be some, some difficult days that will come. And sometimes it may just be as a result of time and chance. In Ecclesiastes 9 and verse number 11, the Bible says, I again saw under the sun that the race is not to the swift and the battle is not to the warriors and neither is bread to the wise nor wealth to the discerning nor favor to men of ability for time and chance overtake them all. Sometimes things happen as a result of time and chance. And while we may not always have all the answers, we do need to make room for time and chance. I think about all the suffering that took place last year in Beaumont, Texas. And you guys helped out so many people who were suffering. As a result of a natural disaster, Hurricane Harvey. And sometimes time and chance happen. We may be in the midst of a storm or a flood or whatever the case may be. Unfortunately, these kind of events will happen. And so we need to make sure that we make room for time and chance as to why certain things happen. It can be so easy to say, well, okay, Lord, are you punishing me again? Or what's going on here? But sometimes time and chance may be the cause. This may be challenging to understand, and we don't always have all of the answers like we want to have. I have questions about this too, but we do find that this may be a cause of suffering in certain situations. Yet when we continue on in Luke chapter 13, I want, to, I want you to notice another cause behind why we may suffer. The devil. How often do we blame the devil for our suffering? <laughs> that devil, he did it again. It's so easy to blame God. That's the first thing we do. But have you thought about that we do have an enemy? Last quarter, Cody taught us a whole quarter in, on, in the book of Revelation. What was taking place? There was this battle that was taking place. The people of God in Revelation chapter 1 and chapter 2 and chapter 3, they're suffering. They're being murdered for their faith as a, as a result of their faith. They're in the midst of, of Satan's throne. 
Sometimes the devil is behind the cause of suffering. Go back to Luke chapter 13. And Luke chapter 13, there's a story here in Luke chapter 13. And look at verse number 11. Actually, start back in verse 10. And he was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath. And there was a woman who for 18 years had had a sickness caused by a spirit. And she was bent double and could not straighten up at all. When Jesus saw her, he called her over and said to her, Woman, you are freed from your sickness. Imagine having some burden for 18 years. And he laid his hands on her, and immediately she was made erect again and began glorifying God. But the synagogue official, indignant because Jesus had healed on the Sabbath, began saying to the crowd in response, there are six days in which work should be done, so, so come during them and get healed and not on the Sabbath day. But the Lord answered and said, you hypocrites, does not each of you on the Sabbath untie his ox or his donkey from the stall and lead him away to water him? And this woman, a daughter of Abraham as she is, whom Satan has bound for 18 years, 18 long years, Jesus says long years, should not have been released from this bond on the Sabbath day. So who did Jesus attribute this to? He attributed it to the devil, that she had been afflicted for a span of 18 years. Again, we can go back to the story of Job. Who was in the mix? Who was there at the beginning? Job didn't have all the answers. He was confused. What's going on? His friends were confused. He didn't have the full story. But we have the curtain pulled back, and we see that there was a spiritual battle that was taking place, and the devil was behind all of this. And so sometimes another cause of suffering may just be the devil. From this passage, we learn that the devil is real, that he's evil, that he's still on the prowl. In 1 Peter 5 and verse number 8, he is our adversary. He's like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. And he loves to hinder God's people. He loves to bring about challenges our way. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, remember the words of Paul in 1 Thessalonians chapter 2. Turn over there real quickly. 1 Thessalonians chapter 2. Verse number 17, Paul said, But we, brethren, having been taken away from you for a short while in person, not in spirit, we're all the more eager with great desire to see your face. For we wanted to come to you. I, Paul, more than once, and yet Satan hindered us. Satan was behind the scenes. He was holding Paul. He was hindering him in some shape or form. I don't know all the details about that. But again, we find that Satan was there hindering Paul. What about 2 Corinthians chapter 11, I believe? Or 2 Corinthians chapter 12, when Paul talked about the thorn in his flesh. Who did he attribute that to? He attributed it to the devil. And so I want you to see that the causes of suffering can be, there can be a variety of reasons. Sometimes it can be other people, time and chance. And as we're seeing here at times, it can be the devil. The devil may be behind some of the suffering that as the people of God, we will endure. We've been looking at this in the book of Acts in our Bible class on Sunday mornings that the devil, uh, he was able to influence Ananias and Sapphira. And we find that he was able to bring these opponents against the apostles. And so the devil sometimes is the cause behind suffering. And whether he is a direct cause or a particular of a particular suffering in our lives, and we may not always understand or know what's, what exactly is going on, when it comes to suffering, he's always going to try to use that occasion to cause us to doubt in God's love and kindness. And we cannot allow him to do that. Because while we may not know all the answers, we need to continue to trust in God. The devil is going to want us to doubt in the Lord. He's going to want us to not trust in him. And he may be the very cause behind why we are suffering. 
The Bible makes it clear that sometimes the devil can be the cause of suffering of the people of God. Yet there's another reason, and this one may be pretty challenging, too, to really think about here. It's this, and we're going to move away from the book of Luke. Foolish choices. Oh, this is hard to talk about because I have made some foolish choices. Have you? We can make some bad decisions in our lives. They may not always be sinful in nature, but we can make some poor, foolish decisions that, if not careful, will have a ripple effect and can bring about a lot of challenges upon us. And yet, at times, we can also get to the point where we can say, God, why are you doing this to me? And he may be thinking, what are you talking about? I'm not doing any of this to you. You brought all of this upon yourself because of some of the foolish choices that you've made. I'm reminded of the book of Proverbs in Proverbs chapter 1. Proverbs chapter 1, the book of Proverbs is a book of wisdom, and it reminds us about the wisdom of God and how we need to listen to the wisdom of God. And when we listen to the wisdom of God, we can avoid so much turmoil and, and problems and challenges along the way. Yet sometimes the, the challenges that we have, the suffering that we may be enduring, may be because we brought it upon ourselves because of some foolish choices. In Proverbs chapter 1 and verse number 7, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. We have the words of God so that we can learn and live, not live and learn. So many times that we want to live and learn. It's okay to live and learn if you're trying to make an egg omelet or trying to ride a bike or something like that. But when it comes to choices in our lives, we need to learn and live so that we can avoid different or difficult situations. We need to listen to the wisdom of God. I think about Proverbs chapter 6, and Proverbs chapter 6 and verse number 6, as the writer talked about the ant, and he said in verse number 6, Go to the ant, O sluggard, observe her ways, and be wise, which having no chief, officer, or ruler, prepares her food in the summer, and gathers her provision in the harvest. How long will you lie down, O sluggard? When will you arise from your sleep? A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest. Your poverty will come in like a vagabond and your need like an armed man. The, proverb, the writer is telling us we've got to work hard. We've got to be like the ant and get to work. We can't be lazy. And yet sometimes when we have that mentality, we will bring about negative consequences or negative things in our lives. And so sometimes we can just bring about bad things or suffering because of the foolish decisions that we make. In Proverbs chapter 22, Proverbs chapter 22 and verse number 7, another warning that we have, which, is, which will be good for all of us, particularly young people. Listen to this now as you go prepare to go to the college and things like that. But this is a verse for all of us in Proverbs 22, verse number 7, the rich rules over the poor and the borrower becomes the lender's slave. We can bring about some suffering in our lives because we decide not to handle our money the proper way, because we make some poor decisions, because we put ourselves in a situation uh, that we may not even be able to get out of. And so sometimes suffering may be not because God is trying to hurt us or anything like that or punish us, but because sometimes we have just brought or have done some foolish things. We have made some foolish decisions. The Bible warns us about listening and, and heeding these examples that we have and this wisdom that we have. The saying is still true. We will reap what we sow. 
that's hard to really think about because sometimes it may not just be with our finances. It may not just be with our work ethic. Sometimes it can even be with our bodies, that we may not always take care of our bodies and treat our bodies and handle our bodies a proper way. And as a result of that, sometimes we can bring about problems. We can bring about things that we really did not have to experience. Sometimes foolish choices are the reason why we may suffer. I heard a preacher talk about the, the man who was speeding, and he got a ticket. And he said, God, why are you doing this to me? Well, wait a second. You were the one that was speeding. God didn't do that to you. You made the decision to go past the speed limit, and that's why you're suffering as a result of that. So, foolish choices can be a reason as to why we may suffer. And yet there's another reason that I want to share with you as to why we may suffer. Sometimes we may suffer because of our own sinful choices. While we can make some foolish decisions, there are times where we will also make some sinful decisions that will have a negative impact. Back to the book of Proverbs, I'm reminded of Proverbs chapter 23, the man who was drunk in Proverbs chapter 23, in verse number 29, you look at this scenario here, we find a person who has brought upon themselves woe. They have brought upon themselves problems. And they have no right to blame God why they're going through what they're going through. In Proverbs chapter 23 and verse number 29, the Bible says, Who has woe? Who has sorrow? Who has contentions? Who has complaining? Who has wounds without cause? Who has redness of eyes? Those who linger long over wine. Those who go to taste mixed wine. Do not look on the wine when it is red, when it sparkles in the cup. When it goes down smoothly, at the last, it bites like a serpent and stings like a viper. Your eyes will see strange things, and your mind will utter perverse things. And you will be like one who lies down in the middle of the sea, or like one who lies down on the top of a mast. They struck me, but I did not become ill. They beat me, but I did not know it. When shall I awake? I will seek another drink. Why is that person going to suffer? Because of a sinful decision that they made, because of a sinful choice that they made deciding to get drunk. There are many cases in the Bible where we find that people, because of their sinful choices, will suffer. This is one example. You go back to Numbers chapter 14. In Numbers chapter 14, I think this is important for us to understand too, that in Numbers chapter 14, the people of God in Numbers chapter 14, they suffered. And God said, I'm the one that's going to do this. You're going to stay in the wilderness for a span of 40 years. There will be some times because we disobey God, because we choose to ignore him, because we choose to rebel against him, that he will punish us. We see that time and time again. In Numbers chapter 14, again in verse number 33, your son shall be shepherds for 40 years in the wilderness, and they will suffer for your unfaithfulness until your corpses lie in the wilderness, according to the number of days which you spied out the land. Forty days for every day you shall bear your guilt a year, even 40 years, and you will know my opposition. I, the Lord, have spoken. Surely this I will do to all this evil congregation who are gathered together against me in this wilderness. They shall be destroyed, and they and there they will die. God said, I'm going to punish you, and you are going to suffer the consequences because of your sinful choices. That's very clear. We can talk about this all day. What about 2 Samuel chapter 12 with David and the sin that he committed with Bathsheba? What did God tell him through his prophet Nathan? The sword is not going to leave your house. 
bad days are going to be with you. You're going to go through some challenges the rest of your life. Brothers and sisters, sometimes suffering happens as a result of the sinful choices that we make. And there will be some times where God will punish us because of the choices that we have made. And so we need to understand this, that we need to be careful how we go about trying to figure out what's going on and why things are happening. Sometimes we have brought these things upon ourselves. Children that will lie to their parents will suffer by losing the trust of their parents, at least for a period of time. A young person who ignores God's will for sexual purity will bring potentially suffering upon themselves. Suffering, whether it's guilt and shame or disease or a life where they struggle, maybe raising a child out of wedlock. Sin carries a heavy price, and it will often take us further than we ever wanted to go. And it will force us to pay more than we wanted to pay. And it could be that sometimes we're suffering because of the sinful choices that we have made. Now, again, I'm not saying that this is easy to understand, or not to understand, but easy to, to say, okay, yeah, this is what's happening. But this is what we find in the scriptures, that sometimes because of our uh, sinful choices, we will suffer the consequences. And again, the saying, we will reap what we sow. That's still true today in 2018. So when I put this lesson together, I had four points. And I told Nikki, I'm going to add another point. And she got really scared because when a preacher adds another point to a sermon, the audience is in big trouble. But let me ask you a question now. Do you agree with those five points? Let me ask you another question. Am I missing something on that slide? It could be that you're thinking about, wait a second, you haven't talked about this scenario. Maybe somebody is thinking that. Or wait a second, maybe I would have added this different element to this issue with respect to suffering. I still have some questions when it comes to suffering and the causes behind suffering. So maybe there are some other things that I have missed, and maybe there's some other things you're thinking about. That's the challenge sometimes with this issue of suffering. We're not going to get everything necessarily squared away in 30, 35 minutes because there's so much to unpack. And yet we do find in the word of God, we do find some causes behind suffering. And I believe these five causes, and there may be more, help us to see sometimes why, why we may suffer. Yeah, remember what I told you at the beginning of the lesson. Some of you still may go away here not really that satisfied or happy after all of this is done because there's just so many questions. The question of why or what about my situation? We all have what I call our it. We all have that situation or that moment or that event, and we're trying to figure things out. I had a moment like that in 2014 when I was on a treadmill and ended up having a blood clot in my heart. Why is that happening? And what's going on? Or why do I have a piece of metal in my chest? Sometimes people have those questions. Why is this happening to me? Why do I have this health situation? And why is my family going through this? The question of why comes up often. We may not always have all the answers. I believe the Holy Spirit gives us some answers with the respect to suffering and the causes behind it. And yet sometimes we can still struggle with this topic of suffering. I want to leave you with a few final thoughts. And if you have questions or comments, please let me know. If you think I missed something, let me know. I can add something to it next time or whenever I may preach this lesson. One of the things I want you to think about is when you go back to Luke chapter 13. As we talk about this issue of suffering in Luke chapter 13, remember when Jesus had this conversation with these individuals 
It said, now on the same occasion in verse 1, there were some present who reported to him about the Galileans whose blood Pilate had mixed with their sacrifices. And Jesus said to them, do you suppose that these Galileans were greater sinners than all other Galileans because they suffered this fate? I tell you, no. But unless you repent, you will all likewise perish. Or do you suppose that those 18 on whom the tower in Salaam fell and killed them were worse culprits than all the men who live in Jerusalem? I tell you, no. But unless you repent, you will all likewise perish. What intrigued me about this is how quickly Jesus went through this. He didn't really break down this whole problem of suffering, did he? He's talking to the people, and he answers them quickly. He's not necessarily surprised about the individuals who had died by the hands of Pilate, and he brought up the other situation. And one of the things I take away from this is that he wasn't surprised with suffering, with the problem of suffering, the concept of suffering, because suffering is going to be a part of life. As hard as that is to understand and to really comprehend and think about, suffering is going to be a part of life. And so maybe for us sometimes we should not be surprised when difficult days come because the Bible helps us to see that we are going to suffer at times in this world. And yet that can be challenging to really, uh, to, to really accept. And so a second thing I want you to hold on to is that we may not always have all the answers. I don't have all the answers, and I know you don't have all the answers too. And, but whatever your situation may be tonight, what you're going through, and if you're not going through anything, if you have not experienced suffering or anything like that, then you're still kind of young and just keep living and eventually some difficult days will come your way. But we will not always have all the answers. And yet we're still going to have to trust in our Father in heaven, the one who knows and does have all the answers. And as we think about suffering, we need to be, we need to be careful with how we go about blaming God or looking at God or viewing God because of the things that we're going through. We need to make sure that we pause. Job did not have all the answers. He was confused in the midst of his storm. And God, even at the end of the book of Job, did not give him every single detail about all the things that happened. And so sometimes, even in the midst of storms, it can be so easy to t- quickly blame God and to, get, uh, to, to blame God and not care if we even leave God. And so we need to make sure uh, how we handle these situations, that we handle them very carefully. The one that we need to be turning to in the midst of suffering, whatever that suffering may be, is God. Not turning away from him and not doubting him, but drawing even closer to him because we need him more than ever. And finally, when we think about this problem of suffering, when we struggle with suffering, and all of us at some point probably will, we always need to go back to the cross. We always need to go back to the cross of Jesus Christ. Because what we find, we find that our Savior, he suffered. He lived a sinless life. He did not deserve any of the suffering that he experienced. And yet he still suffered on the cross. God was still with him even in the midst of his suffering. He died by the hands of wicked men, of sinful choices of others, and yet God allowed all of this. Despite, even, despite all of that suffering, good came as a result. So while we may not have all the answers, we know the one that does. And while people may not be able to understand what you are going through or what I am going through, there is always one person who knows exactly what you're going through, and that is Jesus Christ, because he, he suffered, and that is why he's our great high priest, 
because he can relate to the challenges that we experience. We can turn to him and we can know that he is the one that can truly say, I know what you're going through. Go back to Luke chapter 13. Jesus, while he did not elaborate with the problem of suffering in Luke chapter 13, he did give a warning. In Luke chapter 13, Jesus said, I tell you no, in verse number 3, but unless you repent, you will all likewise perish. While he did not elaborate too much on the problem of suffering, he did want them to be clear with something that they needed to get themselves right with the Lord. Otherwise, they would perish. Later on in Luke chapter 13 and verse number 23, someone said to him, Lord, are there just a few who are being saved? And he said to them, strive to enter through the narrow door. For many, I tell you, will seek to enter and will not be able. Uh, There's a warning in Luke chapter 13. Jesus warned those about the, the problem of suffering and about another kind of suffering that would take place unless they repent, unless they turn from their sins. And while we may suffer on this side of life, we know that there's something that we can avoid, another kind of suffering that we can avoid, and that's being eternally separated from our God. When we decide to follow Jesus, we can avoid that suffering, and that's what Jesus wants us to do. While we're going to go through some difficult days here, some challenging days, and while we will struggle with this issue of suffering, Jesus says, make sure that you're also ready for eternity so that you can avoid suffering forever. Are you ready for eternity? Are you ready to be with him? Let's make sure that we are with him for eternity so we do not have to perish, so that we do not have to be separated from him and experience a kind of suffering we could never imagine. If you're not ready, now is the day. Now is the time to get ready with the Lord. He wants you to repent of your sins. He wants us to, re- to believe that he is the son of God. And he wants us to be baptized for the forgiveness of sins. If that's you, we invite you to come now as you stand, as we stand and as we sing. Help my bondage, sorrow and pain.